Welcome back. Just as we promised. Welcome back to On My Last Neuron with Dr. Karis Dillon. And co-host Mike Dillon. That's me. That's me. Well, not only are we welcoming back to our newer episodes of our podcast, but we're also welcoming you back to part two of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard conversation. Yes, so it's kind of a twofer if you think about it. We've been away for so long, we just decided to be keen and sly and call our first session our first season. Yeah, whatever works. Whatever works, right? So So now we're going to call this our second season. And we both have looked each other in the eye and have, you know, given each other the eye that we are going to be serious about season two. Serious in terms of getting episodes. Serious in terms of getting podcasts produced. Not so serious necessarily. And, you know, Kara still looked at me and said I have to be the comic relief. So I'll do my best. (laughs) Well, it's kind of nice to have somebody shoot the breeze back and forth with what's going on in the world. And it's not like we're all sitting here twiddling our thumbs trying to feel like what's going on in the world. Like nothing's happening. Is there anything going on in the world? Um, yeah, I know. I, there's <laughs> plenty happening. Some, maybe. Some not so good. So Maybe, just maybe, this podcast will allow you to leave everything else for 30 40 minutes and just talk about god knows what <laughs> yeah who knows what will be on our, our topics for this season's list of uh list, list of fun topics but uh anyway we're so, talking about johnny depp well, and amber Heard. Right? and even before we get there we need to settle we need to place where we are we are in the middle of a shed and i thought it would be a brilliant idea the shed is 10 by 10 correct? Eight by ten. Eight actually. by ten. And my husband built a nice uh, up and down desk for when I needed up and down, but it just sits there up all the time. So we're trying to reframe everything and yours truly decides. I think I need a five foot tall beanbag chair in my, in my room. And I laughed when the guy, the UPS guy brought it because I could barely lift it over. But you know how you are when you're a mom or you are a a woman and you're like, I'm not going to let this box defeat me. And you're waddling (laughs) over because you're like, I am going to enjoy my new toy that I bought. So popped open the shed door and unboxed and here's this crammed like cube it looked like an ice cube or something I sent a picture to my husband I was like what I don't know what to do with this and then I hear and then I see this warning please put the sack around the beads before they fluff up or you will never get the sack around it so I'm like panicking like Oh my God, are they going to start blowing up right away? So I'm, I'm in here sweating like crazy trying to put this sack around it. But I got to tell you, everybody that's been in, in the shed is in love with the sack. Especially when you keep calling it a sack. <laughs> it's, Definitely. it's a beanbag chair. That's what it, it's yeah. not a beanbag. No, that's true. Cause it's not really full of beans. It's like full of memory foam or something, isn't it? So. Well, it's supposedly not too make a sound when you're in it can you hear me no how about now 
No. And, it's doing and its thank job. God you can't see him because he is <laughs> trying to don't do a little. It, don't describe it. Don't a even twirl. Describe it. Yeah, a little yeah, twirl so. for a 45, 44 year old. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's not, not good. It's not pretty at all. And now I'm actually considering buying a second one because I, I don't think know where it's, we're going to put it. Well, you know, we'll have to reconfigure. I, I figure I, I'm going to get a stand-up desk to do my work. And then uh, when I sit, then I can sit in a beanbag chair or whatever it's called. Whatever. Happy sack or... I'm pretty happy when I'm in the sack. Okay. <laughs> this is digressing very quickly. So I think before anybody gets any brilliant ideas, we're talking about beanbag chairs and enjoying the comfort of a beanbag chair. Nothing else that your dirty minds might It just you. cracks me up that here we sit in this, you know, really nicely constructed shed. And nobody knows it's our office slash. You could live in here if you could have a, comp a compactable toilet. Oh, yeah, a composting toilet. Yeah, composting toilet. There we go. We've got heat. We've got air. We've got a tiny fridge that fits six. Six cans <laughs> pop. Yeah, we've got TV. Six cans pop. Yep, we've got TV. We've got Internet streaming. Access. got a phone. Yeah, this is kind of the hideaway, the run from the kids hideaway. That's true. Except, I gotta admit to you, I'm like freaking out because I have a 15 year old and I have a 17 year old, and they're both about to go empty nest. And you got a little bit of time, but it'll be here before we know it. Oh, so. it's freaking me out. It's freaking me out. I'm like, what am I gonna do with you? <laughs> <laughs> Just shoot me, put me on my misery. I've had like this constant entertainment, you know, for 21 years. And now it's like, I feel like, you know, you should prepare for this empty nest thing and have like at least three years of entertainment things we can do once the kids leave the well, nest. I, I have to come up with the entertainment list. <laughs> yeah. Or am yeah, I? Yeah, that's probably fair. Or, or mine's going to be headed to cruise with girlfriends. See you later. <laughs> Must go look at Alaskan elk. Alaskan elk? Must, that's on your bucket list? No, not really. I was just coming up with anything possible to leave. <laughs> nice. Yeah, lovely. Nice. Well, I suppose we should talk about Mr. Johnny Depp. Yes, and well, we talked a lot about Johnny Depp in the last episode because at that point he had done his testimony and in, in his trial and all that kind of stuff, and so you were kind of giving us your perspective on uh, Johnny Depp. And so, just to recap, what's what's what are your thoughts on on Johnny Depp in terms of his role in this whole defamation case? You know, what what's going on, especially from a psychological point of point of view. Johnny Depp did a good job. So Amber Heard put out a an editorial in the in the post not naming him but giving out certain specifiers like you could figure out who it was and since she has been doing these types of things, Johnny Depp has lost tons of movies and tons of acting jobs. Things that he loves, including Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, you and I both have talked. We don't know Johnny Depp a ton. We've seen a couple things that he's done. I would say we're fans, but we're not super fans. 
and this whole circus, <laughs> if you want to call it that, this whole circus has just been, it is hard not to be on Johnny's side because the, the, the witnesses that he brought, the pictures that he put forth, the recordings that he brought forth, there's no doubt in my mind that Johnny is not innocent. I mean, you heard some of it. I did. <laughs> now, granted, I haven't listened to much of it. You're you're my eyes and ears when it comes to this, but uh, but yeah, the, the parts that I've heard, it just seems like lots of immaturity and just kind of all around bad behavior and not good choices and could be more adult about how they handle their difficulties in their relationship and all that good stuff. Now, I don't think he's trying to deny that he has a drug problem. I don't think he's trying to deny that he has an alcohol problem. I think he is trying to deny that he gets very upset, angry, and lashes out aggressively. Um, witness after witness after witness said, no, I'm, this guy holds his liquor incredibly. You know, and I know from people that I've dated that those that hold their liquor extremely well don't are not aggressive. I, I this doesn't mean everybody. This doesn't mean that everybody that holds, but I've gone out with enough to know they tend to be a little bit more lovey-dovey. I I guess I've never met somebody who um, is aggressive like that, especially ones that can hold their liquor. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, who who knows exactly, but. Um... But yeah, I mean, like he's got a lot of testimony and a lot of people vouching for his demeanor, I guess, whether he's in, you know, taking drugs or whether he's in, you know, drinking alcohol and all that kind of stuff. It sounds like they're vouching for him in terms of not being this mean or aggressive person that Amber Heard's kind of painting the picture of, right? Absolutely. So... Last week, Amber takes the stand, and it was funny because Mike writes to me, like I had to take him up to work because we have one vehicle, and <laughs> I get this text on the way home, hurry, hurry, get home, you don't want to, hurry, hurry, you don't want to get home, you want to get home so you can see Amber Heard's testimony, <laughs> and I just laughed. Because it was hilarious. That was me doing you a favor, doing you a solid <laughs> right there, so that way you uh, didn't miss anything. Cause... I wasn't planning on missing anything. Yeah, yeah. But i got to tell you, from a psychologist's point of view, I watched her first half an hour, and I was very impressed with her. Um, I noticed at the beginning, while she walked over past Johnny, she wore her hair in a way much like Johnny's psychologist did, where the one piece of her hair came over the side so that she could walk by his stand and not have to look at him because the hair covered it. Now, of course, when she turned around, she was kind of face to face with him. I, I also was a little surprised at how often she did look at him. Now, I think this woman did an amazing job of talking about herself for the first half an hour, and that's what they're supposed to do. 
But those of us in psychology who are into micro expressions, we love baseline. And what baseline is, is talk to me like you talk to any other person on the face of the earth. Because I will figure out then why certain eyes look or daunt or open in a certain way. I will notice your smile. I will notice times of disgust possibly. And once you kind of codify like, okay, here's the natural inclination of the person, it was pretty easy to see after a half an hour what excited her, what made her angry, what frustrated her. Um, and then when she started talking about Johnny, it got into big expressions. So just, just to clarify, micro expressions, like when you use that term, are, you know, movements or little things that are happening, but those things are like subconscious, right? I mean, like you can't control them. I mean, they just happen because of what's ever going on internally in your body. And so if those micro expressions kind of give you away, yep. right? right? Yep. So that's how you can kind of get a sense of... So our limbic system, which is right on kind of the side of the head on both sides, um, is our emotional center. And right in front of that is our frontal lobe. And our frontal lobe has to make sense of, of the emotion that's going in there. And so until we've decided how we're going to react to something that somebody said to us or done to us, we're going, our muscles in our limbic system are going to tweak in that direction until we figure out, okay, no, I need to not make this face because I'll look a certain way. And they are very, very, micro expressions are very telling for people, especially in publicity, especially since we've got cell phones. Um, the people on the internet aren't always right. And I do feel like women need to be looked at differently in comparison to men and people of different culture need to be looked at differently with micro expressions. I get a little frustrated. I think the guys, the white males that do a lot of these from the FBI, CIA are very good. Um, I would just highly suggest to them that they look at the ways that women um, kind of react to things because we have a double standard. If I, as when you're a teenager and you look at a girl's dress and you don't like it, you can pretend to love it with your eyes. Um, and then you can even spill those words. Women are a little bit different in how they, you know, make their message come across. So I think, I think there's a whole nother micro expressions with women for sure. Interesting. So, so you're, you were watching her micro expressions. One of the things we talked about in the last episode too, as you were kind of hinting at is there's discussion or there's been a diagnosis or a potential diagnosis of Amber Heard having borderline personality disorder and another one with an H that I can never pronounce. Histrionic. Histrionic personality disorder. There we go. Yeah. What are those things and what what are your what's your takes things and what's your take on if you think those are correct diagnoses? 
Mike, I wanted to give the psychiatrist the benefit of the doubt. She has tremendous education. I've got a doctorate as well. But the way that she used the test to score whether or not Amber had PTSD, she didn't fully fill it out and she wasn't giving Amber Heard the time periods when she should have been giving it for PTSD. And what bothered me a little bit was um, I feel like there could have been some coaching there via Amber Heard when it came to PTSD. A lot of the terms, um, if you're going to play that you have a memory loss, okay? Um, I'm trying to remember, it was like a flash. This is how somebody would be cued in to say, oh, I have, you know, to, to get to the diagnosis of PTSD. And that's not normally or necessarily how people would go through something. They may, but let's say somebody is going through a rape and first of all, they don't want to talk about it. They're not going to say, well, I remember, da, da, da. They're going to say, can you please tell me about this and this? And it would be tears immediately. He went into this, I went into that getting the story over as quickly as possible. And yet Amber Heard wanted to carry the story along as much as possible, which was so strange because people that are abused don't want to go through that again. And she kept starting and stopping her sentences. And when we look at FBI body language, um, starting and stopping sentences is a sign of deceitfulness. Mm -hmm. The other one that they had noted was she was not using pronouns. She would say, um, she would talk about Johnny Depp hitting her, but she would say, I went in and hit me. He, he, he hit me. It's like she couldn't say he or Johnny hit me. She would take off parts of that, and that's another sign of deception. So, do you think, do you get the impression that she is not being totally truthful because she's just trying to not be totally truthful, or because do you think this is tied to, like, the borderline personality disorder or the histrionic or or not is it something completely different is it more just like i'm trying to get attention i know? still feel that this young lady is still in love with johnny depp i feel they i bet there's a piece of them that still thinks they're both in love with each other um that they know they're not good for each other um, with the times that he has met with her, she put out a restraining order against him. He said, okay, I'll meet with you. What am I going to do about this restraining order? They sat in a hotel for hours on end. And she's like, my reputation is going to be ruined. He said, Amber, we will put out a, a thing from both of us that says we will divorce 
that we worked on it together, that we want our privacy now. And she just blew it up. She would have no part of that. Mm. And so we come to this trial where Johnny says, finally, I'm going to do something for myself to survive. And here's all this crap out there that this woman is not going to stop. It's not accurate. There's no evidence of it. The photographs this woman has been putting out, pieces, chunks of hair that she puts her finger in. Excuse our lovely uh, neighbor boy. <laughs> Mowing the lawn. Um, he probably just wanted to hear in on the amber. <laughs> um, but even the pictures, there's some pictures with um, some bruising, but there's question about whether or not the bruising came from Botox. You know, there's nothing in that I saw where I felt like Amber was the evil one or Johnny was the evil one. There's no doubt in my mind that Johnny has a huge problem and I know he knows he has the problem and I know he knows he's trying to fix it and he's trying to be a great dad. He's had a terrible background. I hope, my hope for him is that he stays away from individuals like Amber Heard that are histrionic, that are borderline, that are trying to make a story for themselves, that want to be famous, that are competitive, that uh, she's too young. You know, there's, it just, it can work, but not in this case, 35 and 56. That's, yeah, that's quite a, just in and of itself, that's probably a, a, a challenge, but, uh, um, you know, so like when you think about all of the stuff, you know, that's behind like these two people, you know, like their, their backgrounds, their history, their stories, their neuroses, all that good stuff, you know, I mean, when you think about like Johnny Depp side of things, I mean, you know, it seems like there are opportunities for treatment you know I, I know that it's it's not just about going in fixing things there's a lot that a lot of work that has to go into that mentally and emotionally and physically in order to overcome you know drug addiction or alcoholism or all of those kinds of things you know or you know just past trauma in life and all that kind of stuff um you know so, you know but at least there at least there seems to be like something that he can do about it if he chooses to oh absolutely when it comes to amber heard are there treatments for things like borderline personality disorder or histrionic you know personality disorder i mean is it is there something that she can do to try and or is it just kind of baked into her personality that you know that there are certain things that trigger her or that are not really good things for her to be around because they don't feed into just feed into her very well you know and create these toxic kinds of situations most psychologists will tell you as will our lawnmower mowing people next door um most psychologists will tell you that personality disorders 
are the most difficult disorders to treat. There's not a lot of medication out there to help them. There's not a lot of therapy that they themselves believe that they need. And so they'll tell the therapist what they believe. Um, they don't necessarily see themselves as having to change unless those around them that love and support them really push for these changes. And it makes it hard when somebody like Amber Heard is bringing in a lot of the money that some of the other family has to live off of. Um, once they're in Hollywood and they start having to pay for pay their way, a lot of these actors have their sisters and brothers working for them because they trust them quite a bit. So as far I was very impressed that Amber Heard had gone to a bunch of therapy. I really hope and believe that that helped keep her a little bit more in her boundaries. I know at one time that Johnny Depp said he wasn't going to deal with therapy, that he believed it made him worse. I don't think you should go to therapy if, um, if you're not ready to, because you have to be able to work on yourself. You have to be able to deal with things that you've done that don't make you happy. I've been going to therapy for the past year and a half now, and it is hard. It's very tough to see the things that you've done that have had an ill effect on other people, but that is part of the healing process and that's a part of making sure those mistakes don't happen again. And ultimately what you're doing is you're building yourself up to give the best of yourself to others around you, but not not at the detriment of your own health and well-being. So there's a good plug for therapy. Mm -hmm. We all need some therapy, don't we? Definitely. Uh... You know, one thing I do want to slide a little bit to the side here and say, I've been working very, very hard on my YouTube channel. It, the channel name is Dr. Kara Stillen. I am going through the DSM and I'm putting a video up of each abnormality, each mental disorder for those that are studying for them or those that just want to learn them better. Um, those, when I first had them up, it, they used to get the greatest amounts of hits on there, but I wanted to make sure to put them back on there. I know people that are studying, we need 60 million therapists right now in the United States with all the division that's going on. So if you yourself are going to do that, I would love for you to drop me a line and tell me that you are going into therapy. I think that would be wonderful. As a therapist or going into therapy because I can call your <laughs> Either way, but if you're going to be a therapist, I'd love to track your process and have you on the podcast. I think that would be amazing. Um, you could uh, email me at drdillon one nine seven six at yahoo.com and i would love to hear from you very cool that was an excellent segue by the way excellent segue and a good plug for the other projects that you're working on um, just trying to get lots of good information out to people you know the podcast is one avenue to be able to do that you know and do it in in a in a little bit of a light-hearted kind of way you know i mean we we, we make jokes and we we laugh a little bit but these are definitely serious serious issues you know we don't want to we're not trying to poke fun at people that are truly, you know, dealing, hurting, dealing yeah. with trauma or 
are struggling with different uh, different disorders or going through PTSD or dealing with depression. And it's like, because, you know, both Karis and I been there, done that. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we feel for you. We're, you know, we're not ashamed to say, like, you know, we take meds, you know, all those kinds of things, go to therapy, uh, Absolutely. all those kinds of things, you know, so we're right there with you. But uh, And the neat thing about our relationship is we have a language with each other we will check in if we see abnormal behavior with each other i'll say mike are you okay today he'll go yeah yeah and i'll go no mike are you okay today and that's our how is your mental health and then he might give me i'm fine or he might give me yeah i've been really struggling i've been a little down i'm the exact same way it's like we have that question that we give each other which is to say I'm going to keep a better watch over you and I'm going to not coddle you but I'm going to try to make your day or your week a little bit easier because I know you're struggling and just to have somebody there that you care about that you know knows what it's like to gone through it that really makes a difference definitely Well, any other final thoughts as you, I, I know I've noticed you, you haven't been watching the, the trial lately. Is it over? Is it kind of wrapping up or has it been on hiatus here for a little while? The trial has been paused for a week. Nobody knows who paused it, why, if it was the judge, if Johnny had to go somewhere or if, um, if Amber had to go see her child in London. Mm-hmm nobody really knows what's going on so the minute we get back it is going to be nasty 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 because Amber Heard is about to be cross-examined and I have a bad feeling this isn't gonna go well for her because I believe if I caught lies you know and I'm not that bright but if I caught lies those those lawyers are going to be all over this and 30 her first 30 minutes were great but when she started getting into the drama talking about it when he hit me and he hit me and I stared down at the dark dirty carpet um, TikTok has run away with this and they're showing um, little snippets on And I turned away from him when he hit me and then he hit me again. It, they are showing in play, play form, how those hits couldn't even be possible. So if normal average people can see that, that this is not weeding into a truth, it's going to look kind of disastrous. I, if I, I don't know for sure, but after this, cross-examination here's what I predict will happen I predict there will be very little money cross back or forth and I think that I predict that at the end of all this I do not foresee any money or very little money being handed back between the two parties I think that both of them are going to get an ass whooping by the judge. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think the jury will feel that they can do it, but I believe that judge will have a lot to say. And if there is any money that's going to be given back and forth, I think it's going to be for things that were broke from one person to another. What are your predictions, Mike? Oh, I think there'll be some serious spankings. <laughs> you know, the judge will probably put him over his knee or her knee, you know, and just work them all, you know, just be like, grow up, you know. No, I, I have no idea. what I, I, I couldn't even make a good prediction. I think you're probably right on, you know. And I think you, you made a good comment. You said before, it's like really what should happen is, is any money that is awarded, they ought to like donate it to like mental health awareness or, you know, do something productive with it, you know, as opposed to just you know, paying for damages, I put in air quotes there, whatever those things are, you know, they, you know, it seems more like, more like awareness of mental health and, you know, what people can do if they are in a toxic relationship. I mean, that, that really seems to be more of the need that's out there than whether Johnny Depp or Amber Heard gets millions of dollars and, damages and all that kind exactly. of stuff from the other person. So exactly. who knows? Who knows? So I well, guess we'll have to wait and see. Mike, I'm gonna throw a little surprise on you. Oh no. One of our very next cases that we're gonna look at has to do with the young lady who used text messages to push her boyfriend to commit suicide. Ooh. And you and I are going to watch the documentary together. Okay. And then we are going to throw a podcast together. All right. That sounds like a fun-filled night of Netflix and popcorn. You will be so distraught by this young woman and the text messages she sent her lover. Wow. I'm excited. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I can't wait. Thanks for thanks for throwing that on me here out of the blue. Boy, uh, that night's gonna. I'm gonna have to mark my calendar and like prep for a few days ahead of time. You know, to get my spirits up so that way. Well, we better say goodbye before the lawn man comes past oh, us true. again. That's true. Well, <laughs> thank you for listening uh, again to our podcast. Um, this has been On My Last Neuron with Dr. Karastel. She is the brains behind everything that you hear here. My name is Mike Dillon. I've been your host. and My co-host. Your co-host. Um, Couldn't do it without you. Tried. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. But, um, but uh, we appreciate you, our listeners, uh, for uh, logging in and listening to our podcast. Uh, check back in here shortly. We'll have another episode posted for you. Until then, have a great rest of your day. And welcome uh, to you. season two. And, and we'll see you, see you in the next episode. Thanks.